Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. <laughs> we help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And that's good so far, right? Even though we're middle of May, coming up on the middle of May, we've been home, have we been home eight, eight weeks? Eight weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're learning the conversations we're having with people. We're starting to learn who the forward thinkers are and who's kind of the woe is me. Like I'm at home all day. I can't get this. I can't get that. But there's some people we talk to that are scheduling seminars. They're just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm doing this. Scheduling seminars, yep. scheduling, um, thinking forward, yep. planning for no- events in November. Yep. We've picked up more coaching clients during this time. I mean, it has been a really, for us, it's been a really good um, time because it's allowed us to focus Mm -hmm. on our niche. You and I have defined a lot of things in our business. And that leads us to today's topic, which is really the ultimate pivot. (laughs) (laughs) So this will come out middle, middle of May. I think about the 12th, 14th, something like that. And we're 45 days away from the end of the second quarter. So the second quarter of the fiscal year usually is the calendar year. That's what we're we're talking about today. And that's the end of June. So 45 days will be gone in no time. What have we learned so far? What are we going to change? What has been pandemic proof? And where are we going to pivot? Yep. So we talk to people about a lot of things. And it's kind of interesting to see who's thinking about what. Yeah. So today, when Mike and I were thinking through our topics for the podcast, which we always do some thinking beforehand and try to figure out um, some some content that is going to be, what does Drago call it? Green content? Evergreen. Evergreen yep. content. Stuff that is going to always be pertinent regardless of the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff like this that is evergreen in a sense, but really is pertinent to what's happening right now. Because right now is the time that is going to separate the people that want to see um, a huge jump in their business and their success versus the ones that kind of limp along. And what I mean by that is back in October, November, December, when we were doing our annual business plan, we spent a lot of time talking about why it's so important to put together your business plan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not pulled out your flipping business plan since then, today is the day. You're going to be so excited you listen to this podcast because you're going to pull out that plan and you're going to actually look at it before the end of the quarter. Blow the dust off of it. Oh, look at yeah. There it is. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, so, Mike, why is it so important to review your business plan? You have to know what your initial goals and vision were, and then you can look at it and see, ooh, that one's really working, and this one not so much. And then you have to figure out why. And I heard a great line the other day through all the something I was reading or listening to, changing your mind based on new information does not mean you're waffling. It just means, oh, there's no more gasoline for my car that I could drive but I still have to get across town. That's new information. New (laughs) info. You kind of got to change your way to get there. But there's new new information in your industry comes about. And you have to process that. Okay, this doesn't affect me. Ooh, this kind of does. 
and then you kind of adjust. So that's the reason, one of the reasons why you pull out your business plans to kind of figure out what's working, what's not. Are you pivoting? Did your customers tell you, we really want that from you? And you thought at the very beginning, oh, they're going to love this. Ooh, they really want it B. But we really thought, hey, look, listen to your customers. <laughs> Sell them B. <laughs> yeah. Most companies, small businesses have these huge ambitious plans for growth, but so few ever actually realize them. And that's because they spend all this time planning and no time executing or putting their strategy into action. And that is what we want to help you, our lovely, devoted listeners. We want you to not be that person. We want you to be the person that, like Mike said, dusted off your business plan, sat it down in front of you, reviewed it, take notes, figure out what things you're doing well, what things need to change, and then reformulate your plan for the second half of the year. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I want to take a quick minute. I post our episodes at a certain time in the week. We have two episodes a week. There are five listeners that I think they're always the first five because they know when I post it. I never tell people when I post it, but I post it sometimes. So if you, I don't know how to ask this because I don't want to give it away, but if you're one of the five and you know when you get it, I'd love to hear from you. Just why and do you, I'm assuming you've subscribed and you're looking forward to it, but we thank you very much. But I can, as soon as I post it, I can go back in an hour and we've already had five listeners in the first hour. That's fantastic. Which is hilarious, yeah. It's uh, not hilarious. We're hilarious. Uh, we are, yes. But it just crashed. But again, the things you learn, I would have never thought to look at that to go, oh, there's five people there just Speaking waiting. Speaking of looking at things, I am looking across the table right now at one of the most <laughs> handsome MFs. Mike Manning, Coach Mike, is not wearing a golden whistle yet, no. but he is rocking rocking a beard and i can't even tell you i like the beard on you why thank you i got married in a beard it didn't have gray hair so it's <laughs> been a while i have uh hair i shaved my head i think people listen to podcasts know this probably about six weeks ago i shaved my head just because i want to see if it was roundish and it is uh, becky cut my hair the other day so i have the equivalent of about three and a half weeks growth for the hair and i love this and I've not shaved in two and a half weeks for the beard. So I like it. There's always a couple of patches. You know, you mm -hmm. nitpick because it's yours. But overall, uh, I like it. So I really like thank it. Thank you. It's very yeah. gray, though, isn't it? <laughs> but you know what? Scott's beard is gray. Yeah. Um, we were going to dye it again last night. No. But we I wound up working late yeah. and time got away from us. But I just wanted if thank you. I just wanted our listeners to know that Mike's rocking the beard. It looks really great. Yeah. I should post a picture. Yeah. We should okay. post a picture. We'll do that. We'll post a picture to our Facebook okay. and our Instagram. So all of these companies um, that want to achieve growth need to be able to go back and look at their plans. So why is there such a persistent gap between ambition and performance? Well, this is because companies wind up disconnected between their strategy formulation and strategy execution, which we just talked about. And 95% of company employees are completely unaware or don't even understand that there's a strategy at play. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was reading um, these statistics earlier and all I could think was, oh shit, I have not <laughs> reviewed my plan yet with my team and they don't know 
what the new, you know, so I was like, I need to review my annual plan for both wired to change and for my real estate practice. And I need to sit down, you and I yep. need to sit down and go over our plan. And boy, um, has ours changed a bunch. Ours has changed a ton <laughs> over the last six months. And our, my real estate plan has definitely pivoted and has changed um, with the way that we're showing houses and the way that I'm servicing my clients. And there's just a lot to talk about. And I was like, crap, I'm a statistic. Dang it. We all are. Oh, At some point in time, know, we all I know, are. But that we can, the best, best laid plans or whatever the, the saying goes. But yeah, yeah. We're, it's, that makes us normal. So are all of your employees, do they know your strategies? So this is one of the checkpoints that you want to think about as you're reviewing your plan. You know, you have six months under your belt for the year. Do all of your employees understand and know your plan? And do they understand their part towards the execution of it. And that is so key because they need to be on board. The thing that is going to drive you to your success is yeah. having your employees and your business, your strategic partners yes. on board and they know what the plan is and they know what their part is so they can execute on that part. Because Trinity's always talking about 20, 20, 20. What does that mean? <laughs> and one employee will go, that's 20 showings a month. And the other one goes, I wish they'd have told me that. Right. But, yeah, but we're, we again, we're all guilty that we assume that they know that, we, or we assume that we've told them that, and then we're assuming they care as much as we do, and they don't. That doesn't make them a bad employee. That just means it's not their company. And But there are ways that we can make them care about it and give them ownership of it. Yes. And that is where you need to tie in your employees, help them to understand what your vision is, and let them go out there and rock and roll with it because they're the ones, I mean, for me, Jamie and my other client service managers are the ones on the front lines. Like we're sitting here, um, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I have Jamie out doing a showing. I have six other client service managers out delivering Mother's Day um, gifts for me. You're welcome. Becky sent me a very nice message thanking me for that um, gift. And I'm able to sit here and do this, but at the same time, do they understand and know my vision? I can honestly say, no, they probably don't even, re they're just going through the motions and they don't realize how it ties back to the bigger picture. So one of the things that I'm gonna work on is making sure that my team understands the goal and the vision and that they know that what the strategy is and their part in that strategy to make me and us successful. We talked about that with one of our clients. We we just brought him on board about a month or so ago, and we asked him about his sales team, and this puzzled look on his face came about because he doesn't have a sales team. We're like, yes, you do. And then Trinity went on to lay out who his sales team is. It's basically refer any, his good referral partners, and we start explaining who those circles are in your life, in your sphere, and he's like, oh, I didn't think of them as my sales team. And so that's what I'm starting to do now. And this goes back to something you've told <clears throat> you've told me this, you've told us on the podcast a lot. It's not your potential clients or referral partners' job to refer you. It's your job to stay top of mind with them. And that's what I'm doing now, applying that to some people that we're starting to build some strategic partnerships with is reaching out to them more than just, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, 
oh, has it been five mo- weeks since we saw each other? No, no, we're not doing that anymore. So, but just little things like that when you go back and look at your business plan. So yes, I listen. You do listen. I listen. And you said that so well. I was like, dang, <laughs> took the words right I, out of my mouth. I am coachable. If you could see the beaming <laughs> smile on my face right now. Um, I am coachable. I'm other you things, are but incredibly I am coachable. coachable. You're incredibly coachable. My l- dorky little heart pitter patters thinking about things like people's sales teams. So, Mike, thank you for bringing that up. I love that you actually listen to me. Mm-hmm. You, you truly are the best work husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have two men in my life that listen to what I say. It's I a just want to set the bar high for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a question that we posed at the beginning of the year, which was when is the right time to write your business plan? Mm -hmm. And there is some school of thought out there that it is actually better to postpone writing your business. If you're a startup business, Mm -hmm. you should wait six to eight months before you start your business plan. And the reason for that is that you really need to just dive in and start figuring things out as you go because your plan is never going to be how it actually executes. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> and we've learned that with our plan. We mm-hmm. did write a plan, but we'd been in business for about four months or so before mm-hmm. we wrote our business plan. And then we wrote our business plan. I look at it every once in a while mm-hmm. and I look at it and I think, man, we have really shifted gears on some of these things. Big time. The businesses that thrive with doing business planning are the ones that have been in business two or three years or longer which I find is the critical time where you're you're cranking and it's even more important that you write a plan and follow it and review it because these companies that um, that they found that were actually following this plan were 30% faster at growing than the ones that didn't have a plan. Oh, I want to yes. be in that 30%. <clears throat> yes, I want to be there. I want to be there. So but you have that for your real estate side. I do. Yes. yes. I have that for the real estate side. Um, I look at my business plan a lot on the real estate side um, just because the systems are already built into our, you know, I can look at my P&L easily. I can yeah. look at everything very easily. But there's a lot of controversy about the value of business plans. And one of the main components that we've talked about is we follow a one or two page business plan. Mm -hmm. And that is probably the key differentiator between the people that go back and look at their plan and actually review it and make sure that they're on track versus the ones that don't. Because if you and I had sat down and created a 45 page flipping document, we would never look at that again. We wouldn't have started. (laughs) We'd still be writing it. I would be bored here. Way too, way too many details for me to stay focused. Yeah. I need like six. I don't need 81. And maybe like one or two of those things would have actually panned out. Exactly. So, which is usually what happens. (laughs) And the other thing with looking at your business plan is also to understand We've been home for eight weeks now. Some of us are going to be home for another at least three. So now we're coming on almost three months of being at home. Your projections are going to change. Your strategy is going to change. Some of your clients have probably gone out of business Mm -hmm. or sold their business. Yep. So what are you learning during this pandemic? And you better have been writing your stuff down and understanding what's different. What we have learned is video now is king. Mm -hmm. before I was 
digging my heels in the sand saying, I refuse to do video one-to-ones because I want to sit with Trinity or I want to sit with Drago somewhere where I can see him face-to-face. I'm realizing now how much drive time was involved in my day. And now I can sit home. Yesterday, I did five different types of meetings via Zoom or GoToMeeting yesterday. And man, I felt like I accomplished so much. It was wonderful. And you look really well rested today. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Here's the two vodka tonics during uh, the, yeah, the networking event last night. But that's, that's what we've learned. So now even when we're allowed to go back out, I'm like, because I the three meetings I had yesterday morning, I would have had to gone to Wake Forest. Then I would have had to have gone to downtown Raleigh. And then, or I would have started in Durham. I would have gone to downtown Raleigh and then driven to Wake Forest if I wanted to meet with those people personally. Man, that's an hour and a half of drive time right there. Yeah. Gas money, wear and tear on the car. hitting all corners of the triangle in one day. Exactly. And then I looked at that once I got done with those. It's like, all right, so I got to have a good mix. So I know for me personally, I need a mix. When we're allowed to go back out again and meet with people, now I'm going to say, which you do, hey, I'm going to be in Briar Creek at the Panera's. On, on Wednesday, all morning, do you want the 9, 10, or 11 o'clock slot? And if they don't, they don't. Or, well, I can't meet with you till 1. Well, I'll be home by then. We'll do it virtually. And just being smarter that way, because I still feel like I'm getting work done. And those meetings go faster when you're on the computer. Because if you're they sitting do. in a restaurant somewhere, you're laughing, somebody will walk by that you know, and there's 10 minutes of, which sometimes is good. Which sometimes is but, really good. man, these virtual meetings, I was like, okay, let's get to it. All right, we're done. Bye. So that's what I'm learning about our business plan and pivoting. And we love coaching face to face. That is, that's our forte. Um, but we found that we're having just as great of results doing it virtually. And we have it in, in the beginning, you and I were getting together and now we're social distancing ourselves. You're at your house. I'm at my house, our clients at their house. And the three of us jump on go to meeting and it's fantastic. And we have really figured out how to work that. And we were actually meeting with um, someone yesterday or the yeah, day before. Yesterday. Gosh, it's all blurring together. <laughs> and she said, man, I love having two coaches. I know. It's so great. And it really is a very unique thing that we provide to our clients that they get the perspective from both of us because our pasts are so different. Oh, and yeah. And the things you love doing, I'd last two minutes in that. Right. Not even, Ned. And you're like, and and what gets me going, you're like, well, isn't there more to get started with? I'm like, no, just kind of walk out the door and head this way. <laughs> I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, There's Mike. a plan. There's a goal There's in mind, but there's not really a plan sometimes. I may go left at the light. I may go right. I don't know. So. so what should, you're probably sitting there wondering, well, what the hell do I review? Okay. There's a couple of key things that when you're reviewing your plan, you need to make sure that you review the following. Number one, your PNL. I mentioned this to somebody the other day, and they looked at me with a blank stare, and they said, "What's a PNL?" And I said, "Oh boy." And yep. folks, if we could tell you the percentage of people we meet with, not just our clients, but that we talk to, don't have a PNL. It's scary. And one lady asked us, "One it was a lady or guy? Doesn't matter." I forget who it was. Ashley asked, well, what is that? Or what does P&L yeah. mean? What does P&L mean? It's your profit and loss statement. And yeah. if you don't know what it is, that's okay. Don't nope. beat yourself up. Reach out to us. Email us. Yep. Info at wiredtochange.com. 
very simple to get your PL pulled together, but you need to know if you are in the red or if you're in the black. You need to know how much money you're spending on your business. You need to know how much revenue you have to, you have coming in. And you know what? I'm hoping that you're so successful that you're trying to figure out where to stash some cash and working with your accountant to make sure that you're paying less in taxes. It's like your bank account for your home. It is. Your living expenses, your living revenue. It, it's the same thing. It's just for business. Just for business. But that's, it's, it's not hard, but you got to know where the numbers are coming and where they're going. Yeah. And I would say a couple of our clients definitely have in common that they hate doing the books. They don't like yeah. it. But that's okay. You can outsource that. We just were talking with another coach that that's all they do. And we're like, great, we'll refer some of our clients to you because (laughs) they hate doing their books and you can (laughs) knock it out. So reviewing your profit and loss statement, the things that you really want to keep an eye on, which tend to get very, very expensive, is the cost of your facilities. And right now, that might be something that maybe you're thinking about cutting. Maybe you review your PL, you've been working from home, and you're like, wow, we could actually downsize the amount of space. We could be working from home more. Maybe you move from having a, a, a space that you're using all the time to a temporary space or a co-working mm-hmm. space. Maybe you found that you actually need to have a bigger space. So you need to be able to account for those. Um, the second highest... Um, number that we usually see on the PL is your staff. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. you would be surprised how many people have no idea how much their team's getting paid. Very, very important that you review those numbers and make sure that you're getting the value for the money that's going out. And I'm not encouraging anyone to go on a firing spree, especially <laughs> no. during this time, yeah. but really see, okay, are the people that are working for me, are they, one, worth the money? And maybe, two, are they underpaid? Mm-hmm. Are you not compensating them enough for the work they're doing? And maybe you should review that. Or do I have three, account, three uh, accounts payable people, accounts payable and account receivable? So I have three of those and one sales guy. We need a person. We need to upgrade our sales force. So I'm just going to take the most personable of my accounting people and they're a new salesperson. Now, that's the square peg in the round hole right there, folks. That doesn't work. So are all your folks doing what they what their strengths are, doing what they should be doing? Play to the strengths. Yep. The next thing that you're going to want to review is your annual goals. And you want to compare your annual goals to your performance thus so far for the year. Now, for me, being in real estate, I know when my peak seasons are. I know month by month how many houses that I should be getting under contract. And I'm going to compare that to where I was last year. I'm going to compare that to where I want to be by the end of the year. And that's going to help me reevaluate what things need to change in my business for me to hit my goals for the year. Mike and I have found, you know, some other opportunities that have come up in the coaching sphere. And now we're like, hey, maybe this is something that we can work into our business plan. Mm -hmm. So we gave ourselves a little test run time that we're going to try it out. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but that's going to be something that we work into our plan. And again, it was new information that we had never thought about. It was never presented to us when we started, but because we're out meeting people, networking, growing those relationships, this came about and it's new information. Doesn't mean you have to always take it, but new information sometimes like, Hey, you know what that does? Because it does make sense for us. It's a focus in sales and marketing, which we're finding out a lot of clients need mm-hmm. systems for those. 
And this opportunity came up. It's like, you know what? We need to flush this out, see if it'll work. But that's, again, but we're active. Oh, we'll make it work. Oh, you know that. But we're (laughs) active to get to the point to be in that position where they asked you. Then you want to review your marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Is your marketing plan being executed? Did you have a bunch of things that you wrote down on your marketing plan that you're not actually doing? Mike and I have like three that we said we were going to have done. If you go back to one of our podcasts, oh, geez, uh, back in February, when did we say we were going to have our first Class. Um, class oh, yeah. We missed, I think we missed we that missed, deadline. We missed it. Yep. We, wah, wah, wah. Yep. we missed the boat on that. And that was something that we spent a lot of time planning. Mm-hmm. And we did not follow through on it. But it's moved back up the list now. And it that has will, moved back yes. up the list. And we've actually, because we've done a couple of webinars, we've pivoted a little bit to figuring out that these webinars are a hit. We have gotten a lot of clients from our webinars. People actually want to sign up and come listen to us talk. Imagine that. And think about you. Two podcasters that like to talk. Yeah, no, (laughs) the the only two. Think about you as the consumer. If somebody says, hey, this really cool seminar is going to be 35 minutes from your house. Like, I don't know about that. Or hey, you just need to log in from your house at 11 a.m. Oh, I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. We're learning that. And even when your state or your country opens up, uh, it's still going to be the end of the calendar year before most people are going to feel comfortable going out and being in crowds. So people, virtual is here to stay. I am telling you right now, it's here to stay. You better deal with it or it'll steamroll you. I just thought had a genius idea that when this, I'm going to start a new networking group and I'm going to call it no pants networking and it's going to be nothing but virtual. <laughs> Come as you are tops only. I like it. Yeah. I'm so, and I'm going to, I'm, that'll be something that I'll have started before the end of the weekend. No yes. pants networking. Yep. And that's something that we can keep going even after people are loving this virtual networking thing. Oh, it's yeah. really working. So The other thing that you need to review are your KPIs, your key performance indicators. You want to sit down with your sales team. You want to sit down with your accounting team. You want to sit down with your operations team. You want to sit down with your management team. And you want to review everyone's KPIs and figure out, are they hitting them? Are they not hitting them? What needs to change? Are there resources that are lacking? Is the the wrong person in the wrong seat? Do you need to hire someone? Are people overstretched? Are people don't have enough work to do? So these, this is the time to review your KPIs and really hunker down. So that way you don't come to the end of the year and wonder what the heck, why are we not part of that 30% that doubled or tripled our income? And you need to factor in going through coronavirus why that number's different. Is it the pandemic? Is it people just not leaving their house? Is it your service? What is it? That will give you some more insight as to whether, yeah, we need to keep doing this. But again, and we've stressed over and over again, you have to know your numbers so you know what it's telling you. And you have to address whatever sales plans you had and numbers you had. If you're not hitting them, why are you not? How much is actually related to coronavirus and what's not related to that? Mike, wouldn't you say that there's such thing as a plan that's too bulky? 
Oh, yeah. Too many things on a plan. You can't get to all of them. You need the lean cuisine of planning. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, except you want it to taste a little better, not like cardboard. Can I have a double stuff plan? Will that be allowable? It's still uh, still bite-sized pieces. Still bite-sized pieces, but double yep. stuff? Absolutely. Okay, I'm in. Yes. I'm in. Perfect. What time's the party But we want, we want, we are touting lean plans. Yes. Because plans that have too much stuff in them just doesn't get done. It's like when you write down a to-do list of a hundred items. Yeah. No, write down your top three. There's a book, um, and I'm trying to think of who wrote it. It's called The One Thing. It's actually a real estate oh, book. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be Gary Keller, actually, that wrote that book. And the whole premise of the book is that you focus, yep, it is by Gary Keller. Um, you focus on the thing that's going to give you the biggest results mm -hmm. and you make everything about that one thing. And it's pretty genius because when your attention is solely focused on the one thing and it really ties into um, one of our other favorite books, Good to Great, which is talks all about having your hedgehog and your hedgehog. If you, let's remind people, what do you remember what the hedgehog is? Oh, like? I do. I do. Okay. Why don't you explain? Why don't you explain the hedgehog? It it is what makes you unique. The hedgehog, if you're familiar with a hedgehog, when when trouble is a stirring around a hedgehog, what do they do? They ball up and all their pointers are sticking out. So nobody's going to mess with them. That's what makes them unique. So all the things you do, the service you provide, the passion you have for that service, and what makes you the best at it, and you draw three circles that kind of overlap right in the middle of those three circles is your hedgehog and why you are the best at what you do. Beautiful. And so the good to great talks about the hedgehog. They do. And um, that's your lean, mean business plan should have your hedgehog or you can call it your one thing or whatever you want to call it. But if your business plan is chock full of 50 different to-do items and a million different goals, you're, you're inundating yourself with too much information and not enough action. And there's two people on the team. Right. <laughs> you, take the, you take the even 25s, I'll take the odd 25s. You take page yeah. one, I'll take page two, yeah. and it, it's not I'll realistic. see you in six months when we right. haven't reviewed our you plan. You don't need to do all of them. There's no reason to do all of them, and not all of them are going to re generate revenue. You just, no, you pick like four things, and you go. Others will sprout up. As we've told you earlier, we've had things sprout up for us that we hadn't thought of. And a couple of them we're going to act on, but that means we're going to eliminate a couple of things because we can't keep doing all of that. It's really interesting because when I think about the top sales professionals that I know, the top business owners that I know, the thing that they all have in common is that they are incredibly passionate about what they do, but they also are really well prepared. You will because never they love see talking them, about it. Yeah, yes. they will. You will never see them without a pen and paper and a place to write their ideas down and comparing their ideas to what they're already doing. And they're going back and reviewing their business plan. They're going back and reviewing their PL. They're going back and seeing what happened in the past and how can I apply this to the future to make my business grow faster, better, stronger, leaner, meaner, whatever it is that your goal is. Because ever, not everybody's goal is to be the biggest. Maybe mm. your goal is to have the highest profit margin. Mm. Fantastic. I just, I just want my slice of the pie. Everybody else can have theirs. I just, but anyways, going back to the passion you have for stuff, I'm a member of Toastmasters. The last speech I gave was entitled, Little Brothers, What Are They Good For? 
I kind of ragged on my little brother till he got bigger, started beating me up or to a point. And so that's what the story was. But all I had to do was put things in order. I didn't need notes. I didn't need to practice it much because I knew it. Whereas other presentations you give, okay, I got to write it. I got to learn it. I got to be able to talk about it. So you want to deal with people. You can see the passion in their eyes. You know who really believes in something. You really do. Um, Mike, any other thoughts that you had around planning? Because I know that you and I are very excited to review our annual plan together. Yes. You have to know why something isn't working or why something was an overachiever. But you have to know why. You can't just look at the numbers and go, oh, yeah, that's because we, I think we just spent more time doing that. You jokingly and lovingly make fun of me for wanting everybody to track all their activity. Oh, I know. I know why now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's because if things aren't working, you know it. Mm -hmm. And even on the better side, if things are going well, you know what to do more of. If you look at your P&L and you say, wow, our sales department is crushing it. Great. You need to pony up the service team and go out and get more salespeople and duplicate that. Um, and let's say your sales team was killing it. You weren't tracking numbers and you realize we got three people on the sales team and Trinity and Drago were driving 92% of it and Mike's driving eight. Why is he here? Right. But if you don't track the numbers, you think, man, the three of them are awesome. No, they were each. Hi, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you two were each doing 46%. I'm doing eight. Why, why are you still paying me, you know? So the moral of our story is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, entrepreneurs of all ages, we need you to build a plan. Take action on that plan. Don't just stick it in a drawer. This mm. isn't just a piece of homework for you to do. You need to track your performance so that you can see if you're reaching your goals and your plan is going to help you discover what's working so you can build your business and live the life of a small business owner. Could not have said any better. If you know, if you know the numbers, you're going to know your business. Otherwise, you're guessing. And if you are a small business owner and you're scratching your head and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? We would love to help you. You can find us on our website at www.wiredtochange.com. That's with the number two. Or you can find us via email if you want to shoot us an email, info at wiredtochange.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. And what do I do? I do LinkedIn, then Facebook, then Twitter, then Instagram. Yeah. That's where you'll find us or our website. We, we're happy to help. We'll sit with you for a half hour. It's a free half hour consult just to get you to understand the why you need to do this. And we are still offering our free 30-minute complimentary, consul- complimentary consultations. Woo, that was a lot. And they're going great. People are taking mm-hmm. us up on it. We're having amazing conversations. I just had one today. And it really feels good to give back to the community. Yep. Feels absolutely amazing. We did one yesterday, came out of the blue from a webinar we did. Mm -hmm. You just never know who needs help. So going back to Trinity, keep putting that good juju out there. And we will see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.